up this is all the rage volume 5 airing on the on deck tv network coming to you live from new orleans louisiana i'm your host carlisa so i'm always going on like a hiatus and traveling and just going where the wind blows me and i recently went on a road trip with my close friend rebecca levinsky um, who goes by ill jill and she upped and moved from miami to Los Angeles and we travel from New Orleans to LA uh, together and it was just a very um, insightful journey and so fun so magical every time we get around each other and um, in our journey we just stopped to have like a late chat and me getting more into her mind so this episode and volume of all the rage is all about going in the mind of ill jill and um, understanding her beliefs and her um, understandings and how she has mastered her field of graphic design and, and illustrator so here it is this is all the rage volume five and this is my late night chat with ill jill enjoy What you been up to? How's it treating you so far? Well, I mean, I'm like, kind of really, I feel like I was really rebooted into like today. Because yesterday I slept so much and the day before too. But I think it was because like, when I brought all my stuff upstairs and then the next day I went to this party. Oh yeah. That day I told you I went to this party. Oh, girl, it was so mixy. <laughs> and then I ended up at this, um, um, afterwards we went to the Santa Monica. And it was, like, with these niggas. They, like, stylists or whatever. And they actually were decent company. Like, they were just talking about fashion and stuff. But they, like, fashion niggas. Like, like ASAP Rocky is there. Like, do <laughs> 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 better. But... <laughs> but <laughs> And both two of them were gay. They didn't know it yet. And then by <laughs> when we was leaving at the end of the night, 
one of them was like, so what you doing after this? I was like, going home, gaming, the peak shoes. Are you kidding me? What, what else did you think was going to happen? I was like, I got to go. I got to go. And then I finally got home and I knocked out. And then the next day I like unpacked everything, which actually was kind of, I, now I realized, of course, that was going to make me tired. And then my friend, she was like trying to make me go. She was asking me to go to Hit Boy's house. And I was like, girl, I don't want to go to Hit Boy's house. I don't, I'm not a producer. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a singer. What Hit Boy gonna do for me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, and then I'm not super, I know there's people in LA, like people to meet, but I'm not super pressed to be like, I'm here now. Hello, it's me. What's up? You want to know me? Like, I don't even feel like I could really, you know, genuinely fuck with somebody like that. So it, I was like, I bailed on her. And I think she felt some type of way about it, but I don't care. Like, I just, I, I'm not gonna put myself in situations I don't wanna be in. But, so yeah, tomorrow I got tickets to the Broad to go see the, you ever see the lights, the infinity mirrors, the Yayo Kasumi um, installation? Yeah. And so it was like super booked, but somehow there was tickets yes, tomorrow, so I'm gonna go to that. And, um, nice. Like, I've just been trying to, you know, I've been, uh, working on my freelance and stuff like VP hit me up. So, and they, I, they told me that we were going to be working freelance, but I wasn't really sure, you know, but I feel like a lot more confident now. So there's that, but I still haven't applied for the two jobs yet. I just feel like, I don't know, it's been like one continuous ass day. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. I still feel like I'm not home. Like, so it just feels like I'm treating it that way. You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if LA will ever feel like home to me. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, LA is a very weird place. Like, <laughs> I mean, like it's really like a big workplace. It's like a big playground. It's like a big set. Like I went, I went out with my cousin today. Um, she lives out here. She drives Uber, so she kind of knows all the little, you know, places and stuff. And we were walking around downtown, and we ended up by this. Um, bar, it was called like Resident LA. It was so cute. It looked like kind of like El Cosmico a little bit. Like they had like, you know, it was like a imagine like a warehouse type of area and um, with like you know cactus all around. No container, like a container type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's like rooftop, and on the rooftop there was like an air streamer. You know, the, is that what it's called? Those metal um, things that you can sleep in with the beds or streamliners or whatever. And um and that was like on the rooftop area and it was just so interesting. But then in the alleyway there was three different painted walls. One was just a red painted wall, one was just a neon painted wall. Like they were just like swatches as if they were like backdrops, you know. It's like yeah. the city seems to be set up to just be like you can do an impromptu photo shoot, you can shoot a movie, you can like it's it's like that. Like, you know, it's like a Wally world, like, more so than, like, home, you know, which is good because it doesn't feel like home, and it's making, it's not, I don't, I'm not getting comfortable, like, I'm just like, okay, well, what are you going to try today, like, so, oh, have you ever heard of the Packard store? No, what's that? It's like this concept store, I think you would kind of dig it, it's, it's, um, it's a, I don't really know exactly, but um, if you look up Packard Studio, you'll see their, like, kind of aesthetic. Um, and I met the dude, um, uh, it's P-A-K-K-A-R-D Studio. 
And uh, I met like a couple of dudes and they invited me to this like move night at their studio tomorrow. And then this girl who started following me randomly on the trip, she's like a Marley or whatever. And she's a DJ and she lives out here. And she invited me to some private party at Soho House. So I'm like, things are definitely, it's so easy. Like I only went to one party, like, but I feel like the fact that I'm posting content that's like, a certain quality or whatever, people are engaging with me way more. They're like way more like, you know, uh, attentive to what I'm putting out and engaging more and stuff. And so it's like, I definitely, I got 150 followers throughout this trip. Like, That's you know, amazing. Like, off of our content alone. Yeah. Like, and I posted six pictures, you know. I mean, I have did Insta stories and stuff too. But I'm just saying, like, that's just it goes to show that people are like the content a lot, you know. And I actually just um, I'm I'm importing the videos now. I'm gonna drop box into you from the camera. Okay. I haven't even got a chance to look at it yet. I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm the case. But I'm so concerned about these super plastic ones. Yeah. This little cheapo camera. <laughs> but yeah, how about you? Um, really, like today I slept a lot. Like I feel like um, I'm just coming back to like New Orleans time. Like I feel like I was yeah. you know, like catching up or slowing down, whatever it is. But like, yeah. so I'm just like, okay, I have to refocus. And like, cause yesterday, honestly, when I got back into town, um, I was kind of like in this whirlwind, it felt like. I was like, should I be moving somewhere? What else should I be doing? Like, you know, questioning a lot, you know? And today I slept a lot and I was just thinking things through and just like, um, you know, what can I do to like push myself forward? And luckily today somebody hit me up and it's like, hey, do you want to DJ this weekend? I was like, yeah. So I'm one DJ on Friday, and then hell yeah, your song selections are good as fuck. Like I, because I haven't been listening to new music, so I pretty much have like the same music in my like um, iTunes, and I was like, yo, I gotta take time and completely redo my iTunes, clean it out, organize it. Like you got a good range of stuff. Like you can make few mixes out of all of that, all of those songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and it's a good. Like, I hear the sound of what it is, like, you know, like, it's, like, better selection. Like, that's what it's like. Because, like, selection is cool, but they be too moody sometimes to, like, making everything have this elevator sound about it, you know. But I feel like you give that aesthetic because people do like it, but it, it has some grit to bring it back, you know. Like, it's like a good balance. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely That's trying right. to like master that sound because I don't know. It's just important. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear what it's like coming, like, you know. But but yeah, that's like that's gonna be great too. The more, you know, you could work on your stage presence and like you know, all that. Because I was even thinking about that too, as far as like how I wanna look when I'm DJing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I just want I don't even want like I want Yo, era two. They're the. They are the. The key. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. It's too good. 
It doesn't like there's because I try to look up other designers. I mean, there are other designers that's doing conceptual things and stuff, but not in a wearable way like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Vetma maybe, but everybody's wearing Vetma. But you know, like it's wearable, but it's so like non-traditional. It's so good. Like, yeah, exactly. That's so good. Yeah, they're really perfect. Like. Ugh. Everything they do, I just be so proud. Like, yes. <laughs> they just See, get it. It's on point. They, how old are they? Um, I think they're like our age. Like 25. Oh, That's an age. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's when the swag just, it just bubbles, it ferments. Like. But anyway, go ahead. You were saying that you were, um, oh. you were, um yeah just thinking so much about like self and like if i'm really i know i shouldn't question the path i'm on but like just trying to like fine tune it and um yeah just thinking everything thoroughly because yeah i was just like <laughs> no i feel you it, it felt like i think you know what happened i think after the trip i had so much fun and i was so high and when I came back, I got so sad. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was just like, but I was like, I after I mellowed back out and stuff, and I was like, but, you know, it's like falling in love, right? Some people, they don't get to meet a soulmate or ever love deeply, you know? Like, they just have these stupid surface loves or whatever. But then it's like, if you did love deeply and then you lost that love, but at least you had loved, you know? So it's like, that's like kind of like the experience is like, you know, at least we know what it feels like to be where we want to be. So at least we can work toward that because we remember it, you know, exactly. like, and so it's like, it's okay that it doesn't feel like that now because like the, like the, you know what I'm saying? Like the familiarity is like the flicker. Like it's like, okay, but I know what it felt like. And, you know, I know what it can be, like what it could look like in the future and stuff. And that even made me like, cause I haven't even like applied to jobs yet, even though I know three companies that I want to apply to, but it's just because I was like, I feel like it was written and I'm definitely going to get one of these jobs. And I just want to get my projects, our projects straight before I start, because I want to be able to give that most of my brain share and then give them, I want to give them, you know, good quality work too, but I want it to be like kind of just like in a smaller space in my head, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, like I've been thinking about that too, like really being considerate of all my decisions because like you do need money, you know, you do want to work with a good job, but you do, you're, you are kind of really close with developing something else too. So you need to be realistic with your time, like, what can you like commit to, you know, and what's going to help each other both. So the one company that I really, really want to get, the AOK Collective, the hiring manager there used to work at CAA and she was like a um, touring a agent. And I was like, bruh, like, come on. Yeah. Like, the, the agency already does like crazy. They did the vice bus, like, you know, like, so it's like, if anything, the best case scenario is networking for, you know, uh, or not network. I mean, it's the, one of the best case scenarios is that 
like at least from working with them, I can see how they develop projects that we can develop on our own. Like the Vice tour bus would be sick if we did, because that goes with our road trip thing. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and you just pop up and you can DJ right there, like Ethiopia, like, you know, it's like, it's so, it's like right there. Like, exactly. But we got to do some development, you know, and like, and that's cool. That's cool. It's not even like, you know, nothing crazy. Because the reason I said we should go to Cannes was because my cousin hit me up and she was like, hey, you trying to go to Cannes in October? And I was like, what? I would love to. I, I, I didn't, you know, know you could just go like that or whatever. I, I get more details from her or whatever. But she said her friend was going because she was um, going to be showing there or working there or something like that. And then it clicked in my head that, but not only can we tour DJing, but we can also, we can we should tour the film, like do screenings and stuff, and then just so happen to book gigs along the tour. Yeah. So that it won't feel like, you know, limiting to like how we want to create with whatever it is that we're doing. It's just so, even, even we want, if we want, we can still do sets together, but at least it will be like something that can be grown organically because we don't want to, hold the movie back because we got to work on our DJ set or we don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they can be correlating, but they probably need to be, require individual focus, you know, like, because the movie alone, the film alone is crazy. Like, I keep thinking about putting the trailer together and then the trailer of you, like, spinning and then, like, of us, like, you know, driving and then, like, just all of those things, streaming them together. Like, I think it could be a 15... 18 minute film probably yeah. you know if, if we have more content than that great but i feel like it, it's just beautiful to look at it's peaceful it's electric it's fresh it's new it's you know and so i feel like just even visually stressing that like the effect that you did on the pool image it like what was like what how'd you do that like that's crazy like it was like ghostly it was like haunting but not in a scary way mm-hmm. in like a i don't know it just was surreal like you know like just like it has that tone about it you know Absolutely. and that gives me moonlight like and it's right right around the time it's the time you know so even with the, the color grading and then living in la you know Issa is here, fucking everybody with film. Yeah. You know, yeah. do Sundance, you know, mm-hmm. at least enter it there. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean, and we can keep pushing it for two years if we have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we would just have to create it, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, I think setting up a tour and then being able to book, you know, just gigs or whatever it is, maybe. Maybe in one city we want to do um, DJ sets, and maybe in another city we want to do, you know, um, a pop up fashion show. And maybe it's just like conceptual pieces you came up with, and you know, it's just done in a in a way that's like very thoughtful of using the space. Like maybe there's like some cool, you know, block or whatever sculpture, and then we just do a show there. Like, cause I think more so than considering ourselves like one particular thing like as a DJ or an artist or anything, I think we're more interested in just producing. So I think that kind of like, you know, why does it take so long to import? This better not delete. 
this little janky little camera. <laughs> it melted in the sun. Like, what? What? Guys, <laughs> no, right. It's they, not. That's why they live in Pueblos. They really have to. They had to because <laughs> regular drywall don't work over there. Not they need clay. Like, no. <laughs> That shit is crazy. Like, but yeah, I mean, I feel really, really good about it because it's like, I think it's the best shit I've ever produced. Like, yeah. and I didn't have to make it. Like, well, in a certain sense, the planning of it, but in another sense, in another, oh, my mom said, how are you doing today? I missed you so much. Girl, stop. You know what I mean? Cry. Oh. Like, See, make me weak. <laughs> I had to cut through in that way. Like, <laughs> already, I already cried during movies. Like, come on, relax, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like nothing we could, nothing we do will, be, nothing we can't go wrong at any point in this. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no flaw. Like, I posted that picture of you at the, um, um, at the auto museum like even the whole story of it because i was like looking at my insta mm -hmm. and the video that you got of the biker behind us is so dramatic yeah. it's like the song that's playing mm -hmm. and then like the fact that we was like we think this is an assassin because <laughs> we were on the range like that's so badass Hell yeah. and then we have the mystery Wait, where's the missile range footage? Oh my god. This camera. <laughs> I wish he would record it. Oh, I wonder if the camera picked up the guy that stopped behind us. You remember the guy in the oh, truck? And yeah. then he... I wonder really why he stopped. Like, he was like, who are those girls? OMG. He was like, uh-uh. He stopped he like, it was only supposed to be one car on that road at a time. Like, he was just like, no way. He called, like, he This is for him. We were trying to find him. Like, what? That's so crazy. But you know, when we come, when, we're never going to tell anybody until we finally meet him and then we tell him. And then once people, the public finds out, they're going to be like, oh my God, they're crazy as Kanye. <laughs> 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 the crazy Kanye. Oh no, what? He made a whole movie somebody was going to find him? Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, they probably don't. We know. We know what we're talking exactly. about. He, he knows. Like, that's so funny. It sounds so delusional, but it's the only thing that really makes sense, though. Like, exactly. Exactly. Man, it's so crazy. Like, yeah, man, LA is just, like, it's designed for film. Like, I look so bummy today, but my cousin was like, she swore I looked so cute, and she was just taking all these pictures of me, and Although I did look bummy, it was so sunny that it just kind of made everything look better and super 3D. Like, 
I hate this picture, but I don't know if you can see like how 3D it looks. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, I got this wet ramen noodle. <laughs> I didn't know we were going nowhere. I thought we was just gonna get some lunch. She tricked me. Then she took me on a whole LA tour, and I was like, oh, "All right, now I know. I always get extra dressed up when I go out in LA." Like, <laughs> no. Bruh, I know. I don't even have, I can't afford to even try to hang with LA people. Okay, I got three outfits and I really, that's going to stay like that for a while. And that is I should have gave you that Henry Vendell shirt. It fits you better than it fit me. But I, I found your brush too, so I'll just nail it. Okay. I was wondering, like, where did I leave that thing? Yeah, it was under the sea. Which is obvious. I don't know why I didn't check there. Oh my god, it was so like surreal. It was like living on the road, like you know. But we were so good at it. It's like we had done it before. Like yeah, it was just real like. And then you know what I also liked about it was that every day we had something to do and we kept accomplishing things. It really helped me with my personal self confidence because it was because it was a big thing that. I planned out to do, and every player did their part, and we all successfully completed it, and that gave me a lot of personal confidence. Like, you can do anything you want to do, like you see, and it even turned out better than you even had imagined. So, you know, even every little thing, even up to finding, like, that jumpsuit from Urban Outfitters, it was originally $140, and I went in the store, and I got it for 30 bucks, and I was like, thank God, because I didn't have the bread to do it. Like, everything lined up and played out as it it should have you know so it's like it really helped me be like yo you really instead of doubting things you just need to set your intentions because they're gonna happen you know so that was like um I think a thing I really enjoyed about it too like and then feeling like kind of like you know invincible like nobody was helping us like fill our tire or like you know or do anything we just did it you know Mm -hmm. so I think that that also is inspiring because a lot of people who uh, follow the whole trip and stuff don't realize that I moved like they keep asking me like I just posted something today that was like oh I finally over the jet lag and people like more mad people were like you moved you know I was like what did y'all think I was doing like I said like you know so I think you know and once they realize that they're like what that's crazy that's so hard to do that's cool like whatever you know I feel like it's inspiring to kids and to kids people our age like to everyone you know like I think it's so cool like I'm so impressed yeah. I'm obsessed I can't stop looking at everything that we captured. Like absolutely, it's like, yeah. It's I don't know. I didn't. I guess I didn't really have no expectations too. So that helped because it was just like everything was like, oh what? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everything really came together so like flawlessly and like yeah. organically and yeah. like. Tell that we got last minute. Yeah. Like that was a cool little for fifty six dollars. Yeah. Like, but 
I'm sleep on hotel. I'm never getting a hotel that's more than fifty six dollars again. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, it was it was cool, and then it was a good little rest stop too. Yeah, the perfect rest stop. Like that pool was just like the icing oh. on the cake. <laughs> that, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed a swim like that. Exactly. Like, it said when I turned on the when on, on um. Insta where you could add the temperature. That shit said 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Like, I was like, what? No. It's not right. The fact that my phone was overheating, it was like, you cannot use the flash until the temperature cools down. It's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I could not use, I had to turn my phone off and everything. And even when I got back to New Orleans, like, the flash was still had, like, the caution sign on it. I'm just like, dude, I am in a clear zone. Like, (laughs) Not the posh side that ever that. Me neither. I know that he is slave like, like, oh lord, oh, mm-hmm. I ain't never going to jail out there or anything. I'm not doing nothing out there. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what Martin said in his episode too. Like when he was talking to the little boy that looked like him, he was just like, um, um, be careful in Arizona because he was just moving out there with his family. But he was just saying, do you remember that episode? With, with you talking about the one that had a little smiley nose? Oh no, the guy, the uh, little boy that looks like Martin with the big ears and he was yeah, acting like he was his dad and he was just like... Is Martin really on his knees, right? Like, Oh no, not... No, no, no. <laughs> you, not that one. No, not... um. Damn, I can forget his name. Um, not Martin impressed, not him doing the character. It's a, it's a real little boy and he has like big oh. ears like Martin. And one episode oh. he was just saying how, um, uh, Martin was his dad because his mom, they, his, his mom and Martin went to school together, high school. Oh, I think I kind of remember that. Yeah. And you know what's really crazy in real life when the, uh, the little boy got older, he actually got arrested in Arizona, like in real life. Like I got to find that article. <laughs> It was crazy, like that's like foreshadowing. That's ridiculous. I need to know what happened to Martin in Arizona. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh. oh my god, I'm so. I wish we had video of us calculating. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever remember? Um, it was like this. It was like the art school there. Um, these black ladies had got kicked off of a bus for laughing extra loud like they was on a tour for like a wine like a winery or something like that and um they um I guess they was just laughing I don't know they were just laughing but I guess they were laughing too loud for everybody else and they kicked them off of the bus or whatever and I was like damn they on vacation why can't they just cackle you know what I'm saying yeah, extra loud right and I was just like, that's so funny that every time he was laughing like that, it made me think about the way he's getting kicked off the bus. <laughs> I was like, we would have so got kicked off the bus. Exactly. Like, just we're enjoying ourselves. Like, right. people, I swear. And it's not like you're screaming. Like, you're laughing. You're mad that I'm laughing. Yeah. That I'm having more fun than you. Mm. Mm-mm. People are, yeah, like, people are so sensitive. <laughs> Ridiculous. <clears throat> it's crazy, though, even, like, 
how many times we had to change based on like our environment like even when we were in the car like damn near being naked at one point while we were driving to LA and then like
like all the guards are completely down so we can get to the point where we can just be goofy and silly you know what i'm saying and like with me and Cass, it's like um she's that real homegirl nurturing type of vibe or whatever so i could kind of just be like kind of like a little bit like of a boy like a little reckless and because she's gonna take care of it you know what i'm saying and it's like i feel like girl relationships be limited to oh we look at makeup together or we like you know like these things that are I mean I do like that too but you know like it's I feel like you don't get to see female camaraderie in a in a way like that that's like strong but chill but laid back you know the only thing I can think of is set it off like no what about that movie um you showed me with all the girls it's a French-based movie oh, film. That is like the ultimate. Girlhood. Yes. Girlhood. Yes. She lost all her swag after that fight. I totally forgot about that. No, <laughs> she sure true. did. <laughs> From multiple scenes. Like way after. Yeah. Like she had to. No one was there to help her rebuild. Like she <laughs> lost it completely. <laughs> Weeks, like, but did she get it back? I think, I think the she, last week, the last, she, she came back. She came back. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, you know why? Because anytime, because if they snatch her weed during the fight, I think so. Yeah, any that's a hard <laughs> situation. That is a hard situation. To recover from because you just got your card pulled, so you can't just put it back on like a hat. Like, you gotta get some, some weeks. I see what she did. I feel her. I feel her. <laughs> she had to reintroduce it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't have to wait that long. She didn't have to. Like, no. Like, you the one with the wig. Like, it's from before it got pulled off. But. Yeah, she could have came back harder. She should have. <laughs> She should have. The other girl, she's so she's the worst though, because after she got beat up, she completely her storyline was over her. She was just like doing her own thing. <laughs> I was like, damn, where were you? Like she kind of had your back, and you kind of just let her be out there like that. Like, <laughs> she was trying. Yep. What the time is it over there? Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Damn, that's crazy. Cause my computer says midnight, and I was like, "Oh, it must be on the East Coast time." So, can you believe I miss Miami? You miss Miami? Why? I miss the warmth of it. Yeah. Like you know, like the cause the beaches are warm. You know, you can go sit by the bay, and it's warm. You can. It's it's real warm there. Like here, it's warm, but it's cool too. You know, mm-hmm. so it like it kind of feels. It puts me on my toes. Like it'd be like you're not home. Like you know, which is cool. But it's like I think I miss the warmth of it. I miss like the slumberiness of it. But like I feel like I would say I would never get property in Miami, but I would. I totally would. I would get. I want to get in Atlanta first. But Miami, the way that. When with when I have money that I can experience it will be way better, you know, like yeah. it'll be because I can seclude it and make like a little abode with like my grasses perfectly made and I can do my little yoga in the yard and drive to the little cafecita, like because it's just, I just don't need none of the people. 
like the location is great, like you know, but the actual people I could, you know, I could do without. But that's crazy. I'm surprised myself because I was like, what? Like, but it's probably also because I hate LA. I like Miami more than I like LA. So yeah, it's probably that way it is. Probably. And I have to keep my LA gate in check because I just be shitting on LA and LA can be like, what? <laughs> it's great. And I'm like, oh, oh, I guess. Like, <laughs> like it's like, I got to remember don't say you hate Drake, don't say LA is black, and um, don't let people know that you don't like ice cream cake. Like, those are the three trigger points. <laughs> like, those get people. Oh, it, like, okay, whoops, my bad. Like, you just don't do it. Just, like, I told somebody that. Like, I told Ricky that. She was like, after we went to Summer Summer, she was like, I want to get ice cream. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, you don't want none? I was like, no, I don't like ice cream. And then she just looked at me and she was like, I didn't know that about you. And I was like, whoa, you are offended. Like, yeah. she, she was like, I think she was reconsidering dropping me off after that. Like, she was like, excuse me? And then, like, um, when we was on Santa Monica, I was, they were saying, oh, Drake is so dope. Like, he put um, grinds on that. I would have never heard of gigs. And I was like, I was like, nigga, because you don't know shit. Like, Drake didn't put them people on the map. Like, and I was like, and Drake is black anyway. And she was like, he was like, um, Drake is whack. Anyway, and I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, he like, is. <laughs> yeah, and like he, he didn't even know what to say. He just he didn't even compute. I think he just discarded me at that point as like she don't really have a real opinion on things. Like, yeah, but yeah, those are the three trigger points. And I actually said it to the dude at Packard Studio. I was like, oh yeah, LA people are so fake and whack, and. He was like, I'm I'm from LA and you know, usually people say that we're real friendly and I was like, Oh no 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 I was saying all LA people are thinking like I was just saying that the people I've come across and he was like, uh, okay, you know how LA people are uh-huh. and my cousin said I said she said I sound like New Orleans people and I was like, as much as I love New Orleans accent I know something that Southern, you just, like, the L.A. accent is just so, like, yeah, like, I went, you know, like, oh, my God, like, no, no, like, I fucking hate Cali people's voices, like, I was in the cafe, and this girl was talking about herself, and she was so annoying, she was like, yeah, so I moved here from New York, started modeling, no, before I started modeling, did a little acting, then I started, yeah, mm-hmm, that's what I was saying, and I was like, that was a whole conversation. No way. Like, make, make a more annoying voice than that. Like a more, like three times more annoying than that. And she, and she literally was, I didn't even hear the other people talking. Like she was literally talking. I was at the coffee shop for maybe an hour the whole time like that. And it was like starting to prick my ears. Like I was like, I can't believe everybody talks like this here. It's crazy. Like it's not even just like a command on the English language. Like you're enunciating. It's like, it's like a, it's like how the Kardashians talk. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a Cali accent. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. Like, but I guess I don't know. Southern people probably sound crazy to them too. But every all their swag is southern. 
Like, but you know what I have been noticing here? What? There was a lot of, I don't know, you ever seen that movie Dogtown? Dogtown. Like, uh-uh. it's like, be about like the first time that skating, like, took over or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing a lot of, you know, that 70s pant length where the, the leg stops over the ankles, white socks that are long enough to go under the shoe, you know, vans, but the vintage vans that got the vulcanized rubber so the it's a little more bendy, mm-hmm. you know, it like um like matching like their socks with like their scullies or whatever. Like I've been seeing a lot of that. You know, the fanny pack across the top, like yeah. so that from um, is that some Ian Connor shit? I feel like it is. I definitely think it's East Coast. Um, Connor's from Florida. He's from Broward County. I never like, knew that. That's crazy as fuck. XXX, like a lot of mm-hmm. people are coming out from Florida that are low key, space goes perp, flow finister, like, you know, and they just be low key internet waves, you know, like that girl I was telling you about Where's Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, um, what's the name? Era 2 follows out of like the nine people that they follow. One of them is that girl Zoe or whatever, and she's actually moving to LA. Uh, I think in July or August or something like that. But shit, but she's really a photographer. Mm-hmm. But it's something about her aesthetic that people really are digging. Like you know, like I think she's good, but it doesn't look like any different than a lot of the her her Insta is called RP Where's Frank Ocean. She she has like this aesthetic that's like. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying I want to, like, produce that aesthetic. No, not at all. Like, but I'm saying, like, it's crazy that, like, she just posted a video of her being in the teepee with some other chick or whatever. And I was like, oh, hell no. Oh, no, 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 Drake. It's not going down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying that I have to stick to this name because people are just started calling me that, but. It's okay. It's okay. It's not a terrible name, but yeah. it's just like, damn, I didn't pick a name. Like, you know, like, I, I always wanted my DJ name to be the love of love, but I remember when I first told the people around me at the time, they was like, no, you can't call yourself that. Like, no. And then, it's like every city I go to, they have a party called the love below. And I was like, ugh, why not listen to those names? That would have been the perfect name, because I love outcasts, and I feel like a child of it, but... Now I don't want to call too many people. <laughs> yeah, I just saw some flyer with the love below today, actually. It's just a good name. Yeah. Fucking so what is your idea of, like, creating a concept? And, like, how do you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, like, take action towards an idea Hmm. Like you said, what is my concept, or how do I come up with the concept? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I mean, that's an interesting question because I don't necessarily know if I come up with concepts per se. They may be more like certain things I'm inspired by that get strung together in a way that makes sense on its own, and then. I try to make a concept based off of those like like elements, but I don't know. I almost feel like the concepts I get are almost 
given. Like it's like, cause it seems like sometimes I'll come up with things and then somebody else or another company or whatever will come up with a similar idea. It's like almost like it's coming from like this thought cloud. But then I feel like the way to put action on it. Well, I like to write everything. Like, yeah, that's that's how I start. Like writing it down, even if it's a sketch or like a piece of a fabric or pattern or whatever it is that made me get that idea, like kind of trying to freeze that and then writing down as much information surrounding that and then probably visiting it later to like synthesize it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. I don't really, I can't say it's like a solid process, but I would say overall that's kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. And for your latest project, like, explain more of the latest project you've done. Like, um, that's like completed? Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, well, the latest project that I'm working on is um, this beauty brush for Britney Sky. It's like a, it's like a baby airbrush. And, um... Well, you wanted to know what it was, or yeah, like what it was, and then how um, it came about, and how you like came up with the whole so, design. So she really was like started off working with me on just pretty much designs of print stuff, but like throughout like us working with each other, I think she got a feeling for like the way that I think through things, and um, so she had the idea a while ago to do the baby hairbrush because she was in the, the, the Kendrick Poetic Justice video. Like she had like the she was like the brown skin girl was like a deal that she was in the video. But she was like real well known for like her baby hairs or whatever. And she does like different beauty <clears throat> projects. So she was like naturally that would be a good extension. So when she told me about it, pretty much she was like, I wanna do a, this baby hairbrush but I want to have it um, in stores and I want it to be something that people really want to like photograph and have in their hands and stuff and so like I mean everybody who does baby hairs knows that you use like a toothbrush so we were like how are we going to get people to want to purchase this when they can just get a toothbrush and then we were like well where does the toothbrush fall short like, you know, usually if you put gel on the toothbrush, it turns the toothbrush black and it's just like an eyesore. And who wants to have that in their purse? And then it's like, on top of that, it's like, you don't really have a place to store it. You know, it's just like, you just put it with the rest of your combs or whatever. So we, well, I was like, that's the place to start for me. So I was like, okay, let's do black purses. Let's do um, something that's like, can be put in a purse, like, you know, like a clutch in, in worst case scenario and stuff. So um, then we kind of kept talking about it and going through different iterations. And every time she would be like, okay, I like this aspect of it. But every time we made a change, it was to make it more functional. It was never like cosmetic. So from the first design I sent her, it was like, I sent her a dual sided brush. One side was like a precision brush, and then the other side was a smoothie. And she was like, okay, I really like the concept, but the precision brush still kind of, it was like a triangle. She was like, it still kind of reminded me of a toothbrush, which she was right. So I was like, let me look up some more beauty brushes. They kind of tend to have like a round shape. So I was like, okay. 
at least if we do a round shape, it'll cue in people's mind that this is a beauty product and not a toothbrush. And then it also, it's natural to doing that gesture, so it kind of makes sense. And then um, I took away, because we had looked at other references, and we really liked the crystal from Beauty and the Beast, where it was like a rose. So I was like, let's make the tooth, I mean, the beauty brush feel like a rose. So um, I removed the spoolie and made the handle more like smooth, like thorns, and then made it like a deep green, like that Gucci green. And then I made the bristles red, and like we are putting it in like this kind of like imagine like a test tube, you know, um, we're putting the brush in that and then we're gonna put miniature roses in there. So you get that kind of you feel like you're buying something that's, you know, a beauty product or whatever. So I'm really excited about that. That's my first venture into product design. Like I've done packaging and other stuff that I've never Created a product, so ads that we're doing are gonna get sent to China, and they're gonna send the prototypes to different materials and things like that. So I'm really hyped about that. Like that's probably my yeah. That's so exciting, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could describe it better because, like, I feel like it's just something that when you look at it, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know, but. Um, I, I'm really excited about where once we get it produced, the stores that we're going to be able to get it into because like we had in mind like okay, we want this to sit in on the shelves of opening ceremony and you know how opening ceremony is it's like a big playground like you can't just go in there with no standard box packaging so just thinking about those little crystals sitting on the shelf with like a brush in there it's like I'm like yes. I need that, like, need it to happen. So I'm finalizing that, and I think we're probably gonna start the actual production process soon. So, so yeah, uh, I hope that doesn't take forever. <laughs> it shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, there's just you know, like when you're working with overseas, like yeah. it's, it's shipping and all that stuff. Like if, it, if we could have it out by like end of summer, that would be killer like that would be a great Christmas gift absolutely how did you find your niche like um I don't think I actually necessarily do I have a niche I don't know but I guess I do but I don't think I really found it I just do like projects that I'm actually interested in and being that I'm like super into hip hop and like youth culture and like you know i guess fashion is to a certain degree like i just chose to like always try to put myself in the you know in in an opportunity where i could do those kind of projects so uh i can't i don't even can say for real i have a need in each like i would have to no, I don't think I, I don't know, maybe, but I don't, I think I just do my interests, like, more so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What's one thing as, like, a designer you want to express through all of your work, like, like, what do you want to say the most? Man, that's a good question. Hmm. Hmm, that's a good question, because... And there is the 
artist answer like I want to do something impactful that's going to live on through time and affect future generations <laughs> but in reality I want it to be like look into my beautiful dark twisted head like look at what I think of like you know like look how I, just like the the platform the stunt that's so shallow but that's really what I want to do with my art because that changes that's the probably the most consistent thing to describe everything that I want to do because one time one moment I might want to direct a film you know the next moment I might want to do a mix and the next moment I want to do you know uh whatever uh, uh package design or whatever and all of it is to say this is my point of view look how dope it is look how considered it is look how well thought out it is so it's like I think throughout all my work I guess that's what I want to say it's like this is very considered and um you know, and it's like breadcrumbs to the old mind frame of it, you know. So it's like, that's what I don't, I feel like, I don't know, a lot of things that we consume these days, not as no personal attack or opinion on anything, but a lot of the stuff that we consume these days doesn't seem really considered. And like, because we have access to so much stuff, I just prefer to have the most you know, so I so I can make least amount of decisions. I want to trust that what I'm consuming is good. You know, so I want to kind of almost give that guarantee. Like I wanted that to be the theme. Like if she's putting it out, it's the highest level of dope. You know, it's it's fire, and I can trust it. Like it's not gonna be that. It's not gonna be too difficult to understand. It's not gonna be too meta. That's gonna be like, oh, you know, it's. It's, it's good because it is, like, and I think that's, like, you know, I think that's the flex, like, it's, it's too good anyway, any, you know, what kung fu style do you want to go in, you know, like, I feel like that's really, like, the theme, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, like, when you say, like, leaving breadcrumbs, and we always speak about the youth and, like, the people that are coming behind us, and... How do you feel about the youth right now? Like the people that are under us and how do they look up to us and how do they look up to the older people that are still in this world and how, what impact do you think the youth in our field will actually make? I know that's a long question, but. That's <laughs> uh, a pretty question. I feel like, to be honest, it's an, I, I'm still trying to understand their point of view for real um, because it's so crazy because the people that we're considering under us are still millennials it's like there's different phases of us you know but um like i feel like from what i could say right now is that the youth they they saw the millennials the first wave of us say no nah, i'm not about to work 40 hours at your job and i'm not about to you know uh slave over here all day just to get um you know a 401k and all that stuff i want work-life balance you know, I wanna, I want to be, I want what I'm doing to be meaningful. And like, they always write articles about us. Like, that's so terrible that we're, we have this kind of like, uh, idealistic mindset or whatever. And no, I think that's what needed to start the change. You know, and I feel like the youth, they like, they're like in the future. So anything they see us do, they triple it. So they saw us question work-life balance and stuff, and they said. 
like we're not gonna work at all. You know, we're gonna just make our own companies. You know, like and, or but they're very pragmatic. Like they get it done. So I feel like the youth are like they're like cyborgs. Like they know they understand the technology. They they understand how to communicate rapidly and in a lot of volume and they processing a lot of information and I feel like the information that they're getting is that the adults are fucking up because you could look at Trump or these different people and which is supposed to be the adults, the mature ones that's supposed to be the example for what they're going to be when they grow up and they're completely shitting on the public, taking away meals on wheels and you know different things that don't seem sustainable for the future so I feel like instead of them you know doing the same thing that is clearly not an effective system, they have a destructive nature about them, which I think is also necessary. It's like a fire. You've got to have a fire to be, you know, to clear the land, to create some new crops and stuff. So I feel like their job is they have to destroy because if we destroy, you know what I'm saying, then there will be nothing for them to do, you know, nothing for them to come to. So I think their job is to destroy and we have enough information to kind of plant some new seeds based off of what was good off the analog. And they have information about what's great about the future. And we like, I feel like, are the bridge. So I feel like the conversation is just happening simultaneously on all levels. And so it's difficult for us to see each other as integral to the whole thing. But I feel like everybody's playing their part, like the hip hop is doing what hip hop did in the 80s except or in the 90s but except the conversation is different like you know they have to cut through and they have to say what the fuck what the fuck yeah. and, and it's what they're saying you know like so I can't and I mean are they some are they maybe ODing on destruction and ODing on being weird for the sake of it probably but you know that's you gotta, it's gonna be like outliers, you know, it's not, I feel like we have outliers in our generation, you know, like, mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I feel like that's, I feel like that's the kind of conversation that's happening, and granted, we're living in the future all together for the first time, so we're all mm -hmm. making decisions about what that future is gonna be, like, the fact that they're trying to consider net neutrality and these different, and they're trying to gauge what the future is going to be too on the political and government level. You know, even voting, like the fact that we in the last election we still have to vote analog. In the future, maybe it will be all on the computer. We don't know, you know. So there's a lot of change happening in a lot of infrastructure changing. So it's like, um, it's it's not going to make any sense until the dust settles. And I I think it could be in 2020. Because Kanye said he's going to run for president in 2020. And you know he always do what he's going to say. But to see, I want to see how America's going to respond to that. To a black man with a white girl running for president? Yeah. They're not going to take it. They're not going to take it. Mm -hmm. they, I, I would love to see it happen. I hope he's going to have the mental stress. I mean, the mental strength to, to endure that. Absolutely. That's going to be... All right, because you know it's gonna be up for re-election. Like it's gonna be a fucking circus. It might be the best season finale of America ever. Like this is gonna be the best Keeping Up with the Kardashians ever. The whole world will watch it. Like it's crazy. 
Like Kanye is an evil genius, bro. Like yeah. I'm sorry. I can't I can't deny it. I can't. It's really to that point of like celebrities just being like, I don't know, the voice of America for some reason. Like that's America's. That's our top export. Yeah. We don't export rice and shit like that. We export music and movies and and that's what we kick it. That's, that's of course our president gonna be from. You know what I'm saying? He's Mister Congeniality. Like he knows how to be in front of people and it's like you know that's that's america's wave i don't think i don't think we known for nothing more i don't think we're more known for anything than our entertainment i don't know i i you live overseas how do people look at americans um a lot of i mean that's a good question a lot of people just ask about our politics mainly because it just seems like a joke to them like mm-hmm. how we deal with things so they're more questionable about like how things are more run like how things are run here um mm-hmm. it was nothing i wasn't treated any differently or anything like that but our politics is, it seems like that's always the first topic of any conversation like yeah when i was in thailand everybody kept asking us like who are you gonna vote for and I was like, clearly not Trump, like you know. But they would, they, the way they were asking was like, if you were talking about a basketball game or something. Like, yeah. You know, like it was like it wasn't like, yo, this is, can affect our livelihood and certain people, you know,'s rights and freedoms can be threatened and things like that. It was more like, you know, like this contestant on the game show, which one is gonna make it to the next level? Yeah. And I was like, why y'all thinking this? Because I remember when we were in Thailand and we were talking about politics, like, there was, like, a tension because you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know, you really didn't know it was going to be Hillary Trump. But I had a feeling it couldn't be Hillary because you never see one party dominate for that many terms. Like, it would be two Republicans, two Democrats, two, you know, and so it would have been a real swing if Hillary would have won but even still I didn't really want Hillary either it was so much tension and I remember when the news broke I just remember feeling like the worst feeling like so let down like feeling because I remember when Barack won Mm -hmm. that was my second year in college Mm -hmm. and I remember and I was in Atlanta and I remember this feeling of like damn maybe we are in a different place in society it is a new renew time. People was like all in the streets celebrating. It was Atlanta, so it was already like swept. Yeah. And then, you know, and then when Trump won, it was it exactly sliced that same feeling. Like, nah, like this is not good. Like, yeah. you know, we are not moving forward like how I thought. You know, mm-hmm. like it was definitely a bummer. And then I even I I know I even felt weird about leaving the house like. I was like, how are people, is, are white people going to have feel super empowered to just try to antagonize, you know, people of color? And I even felt like, you know, that white people were, I was like, are they, do they feel embarrassed too? Or do they feel bad too? Mm-hmm. Or do they feel happy? Like, and I think I was like, I don't think I left the house until maybe the day after or whatever. Because I felt like I wasn't ready to deal with, you know, whatever it might be outside. But then... It all went back to normal, and nobody gave a fuck, and he was just like, oh, Trump's at it again. Yeah. 
It was crazy. That was a roller coaster. And then it was like back to back, back to back, back to back. Police murders right before that happened. Last year was an emotionally tough year. It was. But it was a lot. It was it was traumatizing. Mm-hmm. It was like every day or every week. And then there was some people that weren't even trending that were that I was seeing videos of them getting killed and stuff. Yeah, it was it was a tough time last year. Yeah. I don't even I brought that up. Oh, but how we did that left turn? Right <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just life though. It all evolves into that and like I was feeling the same way after Trump got elected, like going outside and like just feeling uneasy. I didn't know who I mean, you don't trust everybody you walk past, but like here it was just even hard to say hello to people again. Like Cause that's just the norm thing to do here, but like, I was just like, I can't even like trust anybody. Yeah. So then if it's the electoral college who just did what they wanted to do, right? Then that then this what is that a dictatorship? But I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. That's what it. Yeah. It it just felt real, like, callous. Like, there was no fucks given. And it was just like, damn. It just, I don't know. It was another level of breaking through the matrix. Like, whoa, y'all doing it like that? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. okay. Yeah. Super odd. <laughs> it still mm-hmm. is. Like, Because it was like, how can we go from, but I, it kind of makes sense if you're going looking at the trend of change. Like Barack was a change, Trump would be a change. Mm-hmm. Hillary wouldn't be a change. So it was like, oh, I guess, you know, because those a lot of the same people voted for Trump also voted for Obama. So I don't know. Yeah. But I thought electoral college go based off of the pop, like the votes that each state gets. So how did she win the popular vote? And then people were still mostly voted for. Like, is the popular vote another? Uh, a vote that you do uh, online on uh, AOL on Snapchat, like how where they get them numbers from? Like right. <laughs> Trump and his gang figured out the formula. For real, that's a perfect word for them. <laughs> perfect word for them. Mm-mm-mm. But how do you feel about like I know we talk about the future and then like. The present but how do you feel about keeping traditions within like like hip-hop and culture and art if there's any traditions like keeping that still alive and intermingling that with the future and making sure it's still like people know about it and it's still knowledge base I really feel like it's so super important because I feel like nothing that I do is without reference like and the only reason everything I feel like I do is so good is because it's built off of references like something that lasted through time that was so good and then you can study it and see what was successful about it and how you can borrow it to create your own art and then on top of that on a cultural level like I'm you know being Haitian first generation Haitian but being raised in America I completely am not connected to Haiti the land like that because I wasn't raised there but the traditions that was imparted upon me made me love the culture like my my grandmother used to bathe me there was this basin 
that is like a ceramic basin that comes from Haiti or that they get from Haiti or whatever. And she used to bathe me in lemongrass water, like, you know, and like put the leaves on my head and stuff. And it used to be so calming. Like, you know, she used to bathe me like this almost every day before I started school. Just like the different teas, like if you're feeling sick and they go, they pluck this tea for you. Or if you're feeling like um, you're not sick, but your stomach feels unsettled and they show you this herb and things like that. And it was something that connected me to the earth. Like it made me grateful to be, like it, it gave me some kind of sense of self that I wouldn't have had without that. And then like even just like seeing their faith and stuff and their own different culture and how it influences me. It makes me be able to be a little more timeless. I feel, I feel like as a person because I have these like deep-rooted things that are from far beyond, like from the past, from ancestors, you know what I'm saying, that was a part of my upbringing that helps me to be even think, think thoughtful of the future because somebody thought of me or thought of the future to give us these things that they had learned. So it's like with hip hop, I feel like the one flaw that I would say with the youth is that although their job is to destroy, you didn't start this. Some 18 year old kids started this from the 80s and this was their idea. This was their rage against the machine. You on the back of that, you know, you're riding on the shoulders of giants. So how dare you try to cut the head off Cause where the hell are you gonna go? Cause they're they're the blueprint for your future when you're 50, you know. And so I feel like it's not it's I'm not saying be dogmatic. I'm not saying have gatekeepers. I'm not saying you know become religious. I'm saying that respect the respect what came before you because it's part of where you gonna go. Like it's one in the other, you know. Like so. It's difficult because I guess where you draw the line with between what's dogmatic and what's, you know, history. But I feel like even like how, you know, back in the day they used to have griots like that would recount the stories of Africa and stuff. Like that was there. They had all of these collective stories that they would recount to, you know, the children, the people in the community and stuff. And it reminded us of and maybe we're not nowhere near who we were when we came from Africa. I'm sure we're not, you know, but there were certain principles and certain concepts and certain things, like, even with knowing different languages, like, I feel like it expands your your perspective. Because, like, um, when I started doing transcendental meditation, like, I'm not really consistent with it, but when I first started getting into it in New York, it was this Indian teacher, she was teaching me you know, how to do it. And she was talking about the word prana, which means life force. And she was saying that how important it is to breathe because that's how you access your life force. And I was like, I never heard that term life force before. And we don't have necessarily the word for that, but they have that word chi that means the same thing as life force. And it, 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 it expresses a concept that makes you recognize your humanity, like your breath, the like very first thing you gasp for when you're born, you know, which we kind of completely put in the background and stuff. And I feel like if we were more aware of our humanity, like who, what we were, maybe we would be more aware of what we can be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I feel like as a human, I probably, I'm, I need to read the human manual because I'm really 
kind of, I'm not that great at managing my body, like even meal, meal prepping and like getting enough sleep and working out and things like that. Am I the best caretaker of my body? Probably not. So how can I be that for other things, you know? So it's like, maybe if life started off with, you know, learning about yourself and about like, you know, what humans are and what we came from, you know, I feel like, I don't know if that considered it as a tradition, but I feel like it got something to do with like history, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's important stuff. Keep that stuff. And the other stuff that's like oppressive and dogmatic and manipulation through human power and all that shit, you know, yeah, destroy that, fuck that, whatever. But because we are becoming so bionic, I think it's important for us to remember our humanity. Because what if we get to the point where we all VR and stuff, you know, and we are so VR where your child is born into VR, they never get to see their flesh or whatever. And then that becomes the new society and you forget your humanity, you know, like, you know, I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but I feel like it kinda could happen. Yeah. Because I feel like we fuck with the bionic part of us hard, like, you know, like way harder probably than the human part of us. So yeah, I, I feel like that's a mouthful, but somewhere in there, that was the, you know, like I feel like it's important to a certain degree. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Hmm. Well, that wraps up the fifth volume of All the Rage podcast. Thank you so much for listening to all the rage and my conversation with ill jill um make sure you check out the latest podcast on soundcloud just type in all the rage in the search bar and you can follow me on instagram and twitter my handle is x carlisa x that's x c a r l i s a x and i'll be sure to follow you back and i know i usually do a rush of sound at the very end of each podcast but I'm taking a break from that right now, and um, it'll be back next month. So, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Ciao.